Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write a review and rate it on iTunes as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. If anyone has any questions for me, then I'd love to hear from them, so please reach out on Facebook or an email. I'd love to answer your questions. You can find my details on the show notes or alternatively email us at occultlondonpodcast at gmail.com. How you enjoy it. In today's episode, we are continuing our discussion on the four main archangels. So over the past couple of weeks, we've looked at Raphael, Mikael, Gabriel, and so now we come to Uriel. Um, we've been going through some of the kind of the history and the symbolism of the four archangels. And so this week is obviously Uriel, who traditionally is one of the archangel, uh, archangels that there's not a huge amount of information about. Within the Western mystery tradition, the Archangel Uriel is normally placed in the north and is the Archangel representing Earth, together with Sandalphon, who I'll do a later episode on. Also, he's in charge of stone, rock, as well as everything really in the material universe. Traditionally, from a Kabbalistic point of view, Uriel is responsible for the element of Earth, whereas Sandalphon looks after the beings upon the Earth. And Uriel is also very well much connected with Gob or King of the Gnomes. He looks very much after the sort of chemical elements that make up the physical material level. Whereas you could say Sandalphon is more connected with the kind of like the spiritual evolution of the beings upon the earth. Um, so he's more responsible from that point of view. Whereas Uriel is more connected to the actual element of earth itself. Uriel's name means light of God or fire of God or God is my light. And there is a legend that he received this name because he taught the Torah to Moses. However, I personally think this gives a kind of really nice, beautiful double meaning about Uriel. For, you know, if we think about the earth, it's a container for this energy, this divine spark, this light. So Uriel, we could think about as being like kind of an inner flame that burns within the earth that we can kind of rediscover if we pay attention. He has other titles as well. So he's been known as called the Angel of Mercy and Tranquility, Regent of the Earth, as well as Lord of All, Angel of the Eleventh Hour, Angel of Repentance, Angel of Prophecy, Prince of the Sun, Angel of Thunder and Lightning, Angel of Salvation, and Angel of Terror, as well as Oriel, the Archangel of Light. A lot of these titles, you know, obviously Thunder and Lightning, etc., are basically in reference to Uriel's power over the elements of the earth. As a master of the elements of the physical earth, it's Uriel who is in charge of storms, thunder and lightning on the earth in a physical sense, but also in a spiritual sense. And one of the ways that Uriel is meant to work is through this kind of instant inspiration. So this is why one of his titles is Uriel, Archangel of Light. He literally will flash light into us when it is needed in a sudden influx of light and inspiration that completely changes your outlook. And it's meant to be, there's a tradition that says, a single flash from Uriel will put us closer to God in an instant than centuries of muddling speculation. 
in a Western mystery context and a magical circle, he traditionally stands opposite Mikhail in the north. So Uriel's meant to represent the kind of opposite of the Mikhail fire powers. So the northern quarter, as we discussed in our episode on the magical temple, is, is really associated with this deep thinking, you know, careful consideration, counselling, deep meditation, as well as, you know, other seasonal and elemental characteristics, such as, you know, the cold, winter, um, death, etc. Obviously, Mikhail in the south represents the opposite. It's sun, it's fire, it's the hottest past of the year. Whereas Uriel is more about kind of drawing in the earth, the winter, but also the silence. And a good watchword for Uriel and the North would be silence. And it's for this reason, I think anyway, that he's sometimes portrayed as looking a bit like death in a, in a black coat with a scythe. Um, obviously death is this endless sleep that we're all going to go on. It's, all, it's a journey that we all travel on at some point and when we die our bodies go back to the earth from which we were formed so it's a nice concept that you know we come from the earth and we return to the earth so let's look at some of the myths and stories surrounding Uriel so unlike Mikael, Gabriel and Raphael Uriel's not mentioned in any of the canonical scriptures um in the first book of Enoch, he is mentioned as one of the angels who watches over mankind and is in charge of earthquakes and thunder. And in the book of Adam and Eve, he's also meant to be in charge of repentance. In the apocalypse of Moses, Uriel and Mikael were the two archangels who bury Adam in heaven. And although he's not mentioned in many sources, some people say that he may have been the angel of Lord who destroys the hosts of Sekarib. But yeah, as we saw, that's also attributed to some various other archangels as well. Um, we mentioned this in one of our other episodes because, as I said, there's quite a lot of these stories where there's kind of crossover between who, which archangel did which. But he is possibly meant to have been the archangel who wrestles Jacob um, for a full night, mentioned in Genesis. In the story... I'll just relate it quickly. Before they wrestled, Jacob is meant to have sent away his two wives, women, servants, and 11 sons in order to focus on the bouts. And they wrestle all night until the first light of dawn arrives, at which point the archangel, who may have been Uriel, is meant to have said, let me go for the day breaks. And Jacob replies, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And then Uriel is meant to have said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with, and men, with men hast thou prevailed. He's also meant to have a skill, uh, both warning and communication, and acts as a teacher, and is meant to have warned Noah of the flood, but also taught Enoch and also Seth, um, Adam's son, uh, the mysteries of astronomy, and also Hebrew, and also Kabbalah. And he appears in the second book of Ezra, um, which is found in the Bible, biblical apocrypha called Ezras in the Vulgate in which the prophet Ezra asks God a series of questions and Uriel is sent by God to instruct him so again this kind of intermediary aspect of the archangel so Ezra asks Uriel all these questions and Uriel tells him that God has permitted him to describe signs about good and evil at work in the world but it will still be difficult for Ezra to understand from his limited human perspective 
and as Uriel asks Ezra the following, you cannot understand the things with which you have grown up. How then can your mind comprehend the way of the Most High? And how can one who is already worn out by the corrupt world understand incorruption? And Ezra's meant to have asked lots of questions about his personal life as well, such as how long he'll live. And Uriel replies, Concerning the signs about which you ask you, I can tell you in parts, but I was not sent to tell you concerning your life, for I do not know. So again, this concept of some knowledge is even hidden from the archangels. Um, he's also meant to have been involved with the burial of Abel after he was killed by Cain. So Cain obviously killed his brother, tries to bury him, but the earth would not accept it. Again, connection with Uriel and the element of the earth. And the body keeps on rising to the surface, rising to the surface, rising to the surface. And so Uriel steps in and is meant to have buried him. So again, we've got this nice idea of perhaps Uriel as being lord of that element of the earth is able to so in somehow placate the elements of the earth in order to accept this uh the body that you know who's obviously been murdered by his brother so a very interesting idea there and worth kind of doing some meditation on that in the sibylline oracles uriel is also meant to be the angel who looks after the keys to hell and is waiting to open the gates of judgment and as a result he's meant to punish but also assist those who need him He's also um, mentioned in relation to John D as well. So obviously we spoke about John D in previous episodes, um, famous magician from the Elizabethan period in um, England, who was also the astronomer royal and is also the credited with his scryer, Edward Kelly, with actually um, discovering the Enochian angelic language. And... John Dee's meant to have had several interactions with the Archangel Uriel on several occasions. So when John Dee changed scryers, the Archangel's meant to have appeared to Edward Kelly to help them with interpreting a certain book. And Uriel's also meant to have appeared later on in a crystal ball to Kelly in 1538. And is part, really part of that story of the secret language of the angels known as the angelic script or Enochian language. Um, there's not a huge amount of detail on it, but it almost, again, sounds like Archangel Uriel acts as this kind of intermediary that then enables the further communications with the other Enochian angels to take place. So it's almost like through Uriel, he introduces the others. So very much kind of like this intermediary spirit. Um, just to finish off, in iconography, obviously... Um, you know, he we mentioned he speak, he stands in the north, he rules the element of earth. Um, he normally wears an earth-coloured gown that's sort of brown and olive green and carries an ear of corn and often is depicted standing in the middle of a wheat field, um, sometimes on top of a pentacle. The wheat sheaf has often for a long time been associated with ideas of initiation as well. You get this concept of the seed the seed of light that grow is planted in the earth and grows up and turns to gold. So it's kind of like this alchemical process of transmutation. And in the same way, I think with Uriel, it's important to understand, you know, although there are ideas of, you know, heaven is good, earth is bad, etc. 
Um, the material is bad, spirit is good. Uriel is very much part of this physical material earth and very much you know, teaches us this idea that the earth is beautiful. Everything material is beautiful. We're here to have a material, physical experience on this earth. So never feel bad about having a physical experience because you know, that, that is very much in touch with what Uriel's wisdom teaches us. And obviously the wheat sheaf is very relevant to that because obviously we, you know, we are in a sense being initiated in our incarnation in the physical earth. So although you can have a spiritual initiation on a higher level, this is a physical initiation, just the act of living, just the act of getting out of bed in the morning, eating your dinner, that this is all part of our spirit being initiated into the mysteries of the earth and you know very very deep concepts there um other symbols he's related to he's sometimes seen bearing a cube of alchemical gold so we've got this idea of transmutation of earth into gold traditionally he sometimes holds a book of wisdom as well so symbolic of his role as a light in the sense of bringing knowledge and experience um which is kind of as i said goal of existing on this planet really as i said everything that we experience everything we have everything that we are our body is made of earth so uriel teaches us that heaven is here heaven is here on earth and we need to pay attention to the beauty we are earth we are created of beauty Everything around us is part of that great plan, that great mystery. So that's all we've got time for today. Hope you've all enjoyed it. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Occult London podcast. Please make sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. And you can also check out our social media stuff as well. Have a nice evening. Red